It's time for the View in Your Mirror podcast. I'm Katie Harms, and along with Lisa Rubin, we help you check in and curate the best possible you and the best view in your mirror. We share tips, tricks, and strategies from our 35 plus years in our respective industries. We talk about your day from morning to night and everything in between. We share our uniqueness, relish in our shared experiences. Along the way, we share conversation with fabulous people who give us their own thought-provoking insights. So come along as we help you hone the best view in your mirror. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Katie, Katie, Katie. <laughs> We're in person. We are in person. It's and kind you're of crazy dancing in your chair. I'm chair dancing. <laughs> we'll put a good connotation on that, right? Like in the best possible way. Fully clothed, <laughs> sitting in my chair, doing a little jig. I had a little knee surgery, so I'm not really too, you know, I'm not too vociferous in my chair dancing. No, you're not, but you still can chair dance. I can. I can't dance normally, so maybe this is the key You're for not me. a bad chair dancer. Not a bad, not a bad. Hey, it is hard to believe we've been at this. What are we in, season six? This will be episode seven, I think. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe we've been at this for four years? It will be four years in 2024. Okay. Three, which and, is, a ha- three and a half. Okay. Three and a half years. And you still like me. <laughs> I still like you. <laughs> and you still like me. Yes. Yes, yes. You know, it's been so fun. And listening back to some of them, and particularly the one you asked me to listen back to since we were going to record this one, we were hot in the middle of COVID and we did Elisa's favorite things because people were still living their lives and trying to figure out what to do and figure out how to face the future. And so some of those things are still applicable, applicable. And some of those things we want to revisit and talk about and a few new things. So this is almost the, what did I call it? Notables, things that are notable, things that you continue to get, have conversations with your clients, things that I continue to see and have conversations with my clients so that people can say, Hey, I'm not that out of the ordinary. <laughs> exactly. These are these are questions we get asked all the time. And the and these are the answers we generally give according to the person we're working with. In our sleep sometimes. In our sleep. In the middle of the night. Yes. You wake up going, Oh, did I say that? Yes. So where do you want to start? I mean, we can go tip to top or Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Let's go top to bottom. Let's go top to bottom. We'll go top to bottom with you, and then we'll leave a little bit of time. I feel like people are so dialed into, which stands to reason, right? General appearance and all of that. And I feel that what's that stems from, or how, how do I want to say this? Deep inside, I'm seeing, well, I'll just tell you this. There's a new show that I caught on Aspire TV called Chaos to Calm. And it's very practical, functional organizing. So they're not going in and doing, you know, you see it all over social media where they have taken spaces and just completely redone them in such a manner that I don't know how many bins they bought and I don't know how many, and I don't even know how realistic they are, right? They're really show pieces, but they're not really how you would live unless you're a very small percentage of people. So what I love about this show is it is 
functional organizing. And what they said on there the last time I watched it is that if you can get your physical space together, it will help your mental space, which is something that I've been saying from the beginning, right? Right. So you come in and you touch on this with your clients as well, right? And I'm doing more of the functional spaces and giving them and then handing them over to you because I have, I have picked up some stuff from osmosis, but you are the master of your universe. So I would say for what I'm seeing is people really starting to take the areas of their home that make a difference when they come in to have the warm, welcoming areas, when they come into their mudrooms to not have things so out of control that they can't find anything. I'm starting to see more people thinking in those realms, right? And editing. I think editing is a big thing. So so I think we can't talk about what you're doing without talking about what I'm doing on the base of it. I agree. So maybe we should start with you. Uh, I said about all I want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I I just think it's something to keep in the back of your mind when we're talking about all of this, right? No, I I agree. I mean, good example is that when I get a new client or I haven't gone to a client's house or done a virtual and I want to get into their closet and look at everything, right? Right they're most concerned about me coming in their house, right? Because when I walk in the front door, there's a path we take and there's apologies all the way to the closet, right? And I keep saying, I'm not here to look at your house or to look at your space. I'm here to just talk about the clothes in your closet. But you know that people think about that every day. They come home from work, they come home from taking their kids all day and they walk in and there's that feeling, right? Mm And so if we can help in any way, whether it be Mm -hmm. the closet or the house, Mm -hmm. to just do very small, minor things that will make a huge difference, that's what we're here to do. And I think really sometimes it's just being able to look at the space differently, right? Right. To have someone come in, whether it's me or some other organizational specialist come in and say, hey, you know what? I'm seeing how you're living. I'm asking all the questions to get an idea of what's working, what's not working, And here are the suggestions I'm going to make for you that aren't going to break the bank in some cases. And in other cases, maybe they're going to be a large or, you know, it really depends. It depends on what your budget is. But to have that conversation to say, I'm going to look at this a little differently. And why don't we put this piece of furniture over there that would be your place that you'd set things down on when you came in the house, or you can direct the traffic here as opposed to here. And that's the fun of it, being able to go into a space and create what works out of what's already there with minimal additions. Now, when we're doing a full closet remodel or something like that, let's face it, there are still many, many homes in the Twin Cities that have builder grade rods and shelves in there. And most people have realized, geez, I, I can get a lot more in there or I can be a lot more organized even if I have not that much stuff so I can find it in the morning. I, It's a c- more calm. You know, I just think for your clients that are apologizing for their homes, what an awful way to have to live. Yeah, no, I, I and I always say, I, I actually tell them before I get there, because I do a lot of virtual closets now, which removes all that. And actually, to be honest with you, I'm more efficient doing a virtual closet because nobody has to worry about their house. Mm-hmm. So when I do come to someone's house and they do that, 
you know, I have to, again, say, I really am not here to look at other spaces. That's not what I do. You know, and I try to have them be a little more comfortable. But I think there there's very few people that I walk into their house, I walk up to their closet, and they're proud of what I'm going to see. I've had many, and I'm some of them I'm like, this is fantastic. You've done such a great job. Let's just go through your clothes now. And right. it takes me half the time, right? Right. And it takes them half the time too, right? Exactly. It's They're more... just probably busy, but they've got spaces for everything. They just need a refresh on what they've got as right. opposed to kind of designing it so that it works better. I mean, I've had people contact me and say, yeah, I opened the door and turned around and closed it again, or it's a little scary, or you wouldn't believe what I have. And Yes, I would, because I've been doing this for 30 some years and I understand it and there's no judgments that go with it. Right. We all lead very busy lives and depending on where you are with your, in your life, you know, maybe your kids have gone away to school now and you've got a little bit more time. They're out of the house. And so you're starting to look at these things and going, ah, I could maybe make some moves on getting rid of that or looking at it differently or you know, talking about what are the things that you're, that you're keeping, what are the keepsakes that you're keeping and why? And, you know, it can be as simple as how are you cooking in your kitchen? Are you running into each other because there's not a good flow? Do you have your knives in the right spot? Do you have your garbage in the right spot? Is your silverware where it needs to be? How about when you are done eating dinner and you have leftovers? Where do you keep all of the things to put your leftovers in. And then you're searching for the top that doesn't go with the bottom. And how do you do that? And you know what? There isn't one great way that would be determined on how your house lives. Right. So I would not want to say, okay, my favorite product would keep the lids in one drawer and the top, you know, and the base is somewhere else. I would need to see what we're working with because right. it all flows together. Right. Are you left-handed or right-handed when you're cooking? You know, that makes a that difference. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. Where and your, I'm left-handed, so I understand that. Right? Me too. Where are your pots and pans? Where are your... You know, it's funny because everyone... The, the things that I'll put up... I think I just had one recently where I got one of those water bottle holders that turns the water bottles on their side and slides in. And it was something I found on Amazon and it was really inexpensive and it really works. It's really great. It's it's kept that cabinet so much more organized and I've gotten more comments on that than anything because it's just something so simple and easy. And it's it took me 15 minutes to pull everything out. And then when I got it all out of there, I'm like, really? Do I need every single one of these water bottles? No, I don't. Nobody does. But you get them from giveaways or whatnot, or there might be an occasional one actually purchased. <laughs> I, but yeah, so some of those things, how, how you're storing your, how you're storing your makeup, I think makes a huge difference in your bathroom and what kind of room you have. And I think it matters to what you're actually buying then, whether you're overbuying. Right. Well, if you can see it, you know what you have. That's right. And then when you running low, just order another one. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you, as soon as it comes, you throw away the old one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or you have your bin of your extras, depending. Right. Yeah. Linen closets are um, some of the most interesting <laughs> cabinets, closets to do. You you're never right. know what you're going to find in a linen closet. And let, let me say something about the linen closet or a place that you store all your stuff. 
take 15 minutes and look to see all the expiration dates. Oh, yes. Because (laughs) I just did that the other day. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is from expired in 2020, you know, and I got rid of a lot of the stuff that I would have never thought about it until I was wanted to take actually static guard out because it's getting to the point where we need static static guard, guard, right? So I went to grab it and it was spraying (laughs) funny and I'm like, what's going on? And I turned and it was from expired in 2020. Well, clearly that's why it's not working. So then I went, oh my God, I got to look at all this stuff. And I threw away a whole garbage bag. So I would also encourage people to look at their linen closet or their cabinet or wherever they store extra stuff. Make sure it's not expired. I think my girls are probably all having a collective giggle listening to this part of it on expiration dates because I am notoriously bad at the kitchen refrigerator and expiration dates. Mm. And I am not. I'm a freak about making sure everything is fresh. (laughs) I think, you know, mostly it's up up at our lake place where maybe it's sat over the winter or (laughs) two or three. But in the pantry, I mean, I'm calling myself out. I really am. I've been better. I've definitely been better over the past couple of years. But yeah, that is an area where I can definitely continue to improve. (laughs) Well, okay. So hopefully that helps a lot of people yeah, it for just their gives house. You, just you're not alone. Nobody's alone in this. Nobody's alone in this. But what I want and my desire for people is to feel proud of the spaces that they're living in, have that calmness when they're in there. And even with many kids running around and even in small spaces, there's strategies that can help you to get there. So, And apartment living is very popular all over the world right now. Absolutely. So you're living in smaller spaces. So if you can just take the time to do a little bit, like once a month, have a project, you'll feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Schedule it. Schedule it on your calendar. Block off a little bit of time. You know, we're coming into the holidays, right? And there's decorations and I think the biggest thing is when you get to the end of the decorations is how you're going to put them back. And do you have the right things to wrap them with? Get yourself some bubble wrap, get yourself the proper bins that you can label and stack and that are the same size because it's so much easier then. Mm -hmm. So, and there are so many places now from Home Depot to Target to really that, that you can online, that you can get product to help you be more organized and not break the bank. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to hit all the, all, all the fun stuff, (laughs) all the fun stuff, all the outward stuff. Stay with us. Are you ready to elevate your jewelry and gift buying experience? Then you need Continental Diamond. Since 1981, Helene and Jimmy Pessis have been operating Continental Diamond. Their staff is highly trained, exceptional, and have been with them for many years, and they will help you find the exact right gift. For the past 13 years, Continental Diamond has been named Minnesota Bride's Best Jeweler. Beyond engagement rings, they have a large selection of fashion jewelry, timepieces, and they have one of the most experienced service departments around. You can visit them online at continentaldiamond.com. Go in and give yourself the gift of that experience. It's a special place located just 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, right outside the West End. Plan your visit, Continental Diamond. 
continentaldiamond.com. Well, Lisa, Lisa, so we're talking about head to toe. We might as well start at the head. (laughs) And I mean... The head. What sits on top of your shoulders, (laughs) on your body, that generally has hair. (laughs) Okay. So a big question I've been getting asked daily is a lot of people are getting their headshots redone and they're getting like group office shots now. And they ask me, you know, what should I wear? Do you have suggestions of what I should wear for my headshot? And of course I will have a suggestion on what they should wear, but I always say that's not the important part for a headshot. The important part for a headshot is to make sure that your hair and some kind of makeup is on your face in order for you to look good on camera. And they're like, huh? I don't wear makeup. I don't want to wear makeup. I'm like, you don't have to wear makeup, but here are the important things you have to pay attention to. Is your eyebrows. So a lot of women don't have eyebrows and they don't care. But when you're getting a headshot, it's important to just color them in just a little bit so you have a little bit over your eye. Why do I tell you that? Because then you can see your eyes. A lot of women that don't have eyebrows at all might get tattooed eyebrows. Um, They work great. You don't have to worry about them. Um, Mascara, super important, super important. If you've never worn mascara, if you're getting a headshot, put a little mascara on. And let's just talk about what is good mas- who has good mascara, because I've probably used 50 different tubes of mascara. There's a lot of good mascara out there. Of course, you can get eyelashes done if you want. There's maintenance to those eyelashes. They do cost money, but some people like to do it. I don't recommend you getting the very large butterfly eyelashes if you're a woman in the professional world, but doing a very small eyelash that looks very natural, then you don't ever have to put mascara on. But I think my favorite number one top mascara is from Thrive. Okay, still Thrive. Still Thrive. The Chanel mascara is really good too. Um, But I love the Thrive mascara. They have two different kinds. They have one for length and one for, let's say, thickness. I forget the name of it, actually, but there's two different ones. I personally buy both of them, and I put a little bit of each on my eyes. That's my favorite. But the other thing that is important is making sure that your skin is very moisturized before you take a headshot, because if it's not and you don't have a little teeny bit of foundation, if you're not a makeup person, you're not going to like how you look on camera. Sure, the photographer could take out the wrinkles and things like that, but the feeling of your skin and the brightness of your skin is important. So those women who do not want to put foundation on or a little bit of coverage really moisturize your face especially like a week before you know you're going to get your head shot. And the other big one is lipstick. I'm not telling you to wear bright red lipstick. I actually would tell you not to wear bright red lipstick, but wear something that has a little bit of color, not a lot of shine, but a little bit of color. And you can line your lips a little bit so you have more definition. And what that's going to do is it's just going to Brighten up your face so you see all the features of your face. Because a headshot is a headshot. It's not a body shot. It's a headshot. And then make sure you 
get your hair done. If you have longer hair, if you have shorter hair, you can do it yourself. But if you have longer hair, hair that's a little curly, depending on where you live and it's humid, you don't want like wispy hair all over the place. Sure, some photographers will take that out, some won't. And if you've ever had a blowout before, um, you know how valuable that is. Katie does. Absolutely. And I recommend it, it before surgery. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if you wanted me. Uh, Katie had her hair blown out before she had surgery, but it made sense because you didn't want to stand and blow dry your hair after knee surgery, and you didn't want to have to worry about your hair. Exactly. That makes complete I can sense. Get, I can get, I personally, as I've aged, my hair is dry. I can get five, six days between even washes. F- even people who's they're a little bit younger and it's not real dry. A good dry shampoo mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Huge. Huge. And I would recommend you buying a better quality dry shampoo. A couple of them that I really like. It, it, it depends what you want the smell to be because they all have an odor and a smell. I'm not into smelling my hair all day, but um, Orbe dry shampoo is fantastic, I think. And so is Moroccan oil dry shampoo. And actually, so is dry bar, dry shampoo. And just using a little dry shampoo, like day two or three, you can almost get a week out of your hair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that saves you time in the morning. It does. It does. And I'll tell you what, the treat that I give myself, I don't do my eyebrows. I do do my nails, but I do my hair on a fairly regular basis because it's always a fight. And I can sit there and I can go through emails, I can zone out, I can do whatever and have that experience of a, of a blow dry and it's fabulous. It's well worth the money. It's well worth the money. I, I wouldn't call it a luxury. I would tell you that it's more practical. If you have hair, you know, that is right above your shoulder, longer. Well, and personally, for me, if I do my own hair, it takes me a good hour. Oh, me too. So it takes me a good hour. So if I'm I'm washing my hair, and I can't get as long with it, right? So maybe I'm washing my hair every four days. So now I'm getting a blow out once a week. I'm saving time because it's 45 minutes in the chair, right. and it's an hour with drive time. So right. I've saved myself time. And then now let's circle back to the clothes, right? In a headshot. So what I recommend is for a professional headshot that you are going to be putting on social media or sending out if you're going looking for a job, um, I would tell you to keep it very simple and very basic. If you're a person that has a certain color that you really like seeing yourself in, dark green is a really nice color to do on a headshot if you're a green person. I don't recommend red for a headshot. Obviously black, navy. Be careful with gray, depending on your skin color. And you keep it simple. Jewelry, keep it simple. You don't want anyone to look at your face as a headshot and see your jewelry first. So that's what I kind of tell people. So there's a lot of women that wear certain necklaces, certain earrings all the time. And they might be people that really like sparkle. Be careful for a headshot. Well, I think some of those things too date your headshot rather quickly. Absolutely. So depending on how long, well, and I guess that's the question too. What would you recommend? How often should a person change out their headshot? 
I say every two to three years. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Unless you're also moving into a different career. You know, let's say you went from a professional job and now you've decided you're going to start a sh- being a chef, you know, but you still need a headshot. It's a different picture, you know. And I've had clients that have changed careers and needed to look a little different. They needed to look more fun. So headshots are important and people don't think about it. Men too. Like men don't think about it. Be sure to press your shirt. Like don't take a headshot with a shirt that hasn't been pressed. Women too, if they decide to wear a blouse. Right. And if you decide to wear a blouse, that always gets interesting. Because it's what the kind collar. of collar with the blouse, with the, if you're wearing a jacket, if you're wearing maybe a jacket, jacket without. So I always recommend if for women to have a jacket for a headshot in a professional headshot, and then wear just a simple shell underneath and a very simple necklace. And if you have pierced ears, do a pearl earring, a diamond stud, a little hoop, Something very simple that just kind of falls into your face. Don't make it your favorite outfit. Keep it simple. So a shell underneath. No collar. No collar. Okay. And is a shell a little more covered up than a camisole? Or yeah, a camisole. I consider a camisole something you'd wear under something. Okay. You'd never wear it by itself. All right. Just a simple crew neck, V-neck, something without a collar. All right. Now, if you're someone that just wants to wear a blouse and not a jacket, try to find one that doesn't have a collar because you don't know how the collar is laying and that person taking the picture sometimes isn't going to fix it. And that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. So those are all my little tidbits on headshots um, that I think are really important. And a a good headshot is really important. Oh, Absolutely. And for those that are saying, but I never wear makeup, why would I do that in the headshot? They say that all the time to me. Yeah. What do you say to them? I tell them that they will like their headshot better. And after they're done taking their picture, they can go and wash their face. And actually, I have a funny story. One of my clients who has never bought makeup in her life needed a new headshot, needed an updated headshot. We got the clothes down. She has very short hair, so that didn't matter. And I'm like, okay, you need to get some makeup. She's like, ah, I don't, I, I can't. I don't wear makeup. I said, no, you're getting older. You, you don't have a lot of eyebrows left. So literally I FaceTimed with her. She, well, first she went and I told her what to buy. I told her to buy something for her eyebrows. I told her to buy mascara and I told her to buy moisturizer lipstick, which she did buy, but she had never bought it in her life, and a little bit of light foundation. And we did a tutorial by FaceTime with her in the mirror and me instructing her. And she loved her headshot. And does she now do that routine? No. (laughs) Okay. No, she does not. But she loves how she looked in the headshot. Right. I don't think she'll ever wear it again. Right. Until the next headshot. Yeah. But it's important. It is. I would say the other thing a person could do if they didn't want to, if they truly are not going to wear makeup, go into Cosbar, book an appointment to get your makeup done. And they will 
honor the fact that you want it to be very little, very minimal. Absolutely. I was going to suggest that. If there's a Cosbar in your area. Yes. I mean, we have one in Minneapolis. Right. Sometimes they're not all over, but great place. Mm -hmm. It's small. It's intimate. They're trained to understand your needs. And we love Cosbar. We do. We do. All right. Take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to hit a little faster so that we get through the list that we have. So stay tuned. We are with Bridget Edwards from Sheer Brothers Custom Closets. Bridget, let's talk garages. What are you seeing in garage storage and organization? Garage storage is always nice. It's especially nice if you don't have a mudroom to store all those things like your kids' sporting equipment and booths and all those kinds of things that end up in the home. So we can outfit your garage with all kinds of different storage units and cabinets to keep your garage looking tidy and neat. We also do slat wall. We do workbenches. We do mega shelving, which really holds tons of weight and provides great Great storage for all those garage type things. And the mega shelving designed by Sher Brothers by manufacturing and the depth options and length options are so incredible that you don't have a lot of dividers. So it's really easy to use. It's exactly that. It can pretty much hold anything or any weight. And I really do also like the idea of not having anxiety every time I drive into my garage and have to look at the mess. So this helps with that. What's the best way for people to initiate working with Shear Brothers? Call or you can go onto our website and from there, a designer will be in touch with you and we'll get the process started. The website is shearbrosclosets.com. Phone number is 763-531-7400. I would have to say that Shear Brothers Custom Closets helps you get your zen on. Great way to put it. I love that. And we're back. Lisa, let's talk dress lengths. There's so many options out there. How do you determine what works best for you? Or how do I determine what works best for me? Well, it depends what time of year it is. Because if you're living in a very cold climate, and your legs will get cold, right? So I tell people, if you're living in a cold climate, make sure that what you're wearing for the winter, you can wear tights with. I'm not a big fan of tights, but in the winter, it's important. Have you seen the new tights that are almost insulated? They look like your leg is exposed, but actually it's, they, they look like they're an opaque tight. I have not but seen them. But they're not. They actually have a almost Who's a are they? lining. I don't know. You it's, might teach me something. I might. That would be. Uh, but here's the thing about tights is I want people to understand not to buy a tight that cuts them off at the waistline because that gives you a really hard line when you're wearing a dress. So you need to find tights that go all the way up to right under your bra strap. Mm, that makes It doesn't hold you sense. in and make right. you look five pounds less, but it smooths your whole body out. So when you're moving around during the day or you're sitting down in a meeting all day, you don't feel that line around your tummy and it, it, it's not uncomfortable. Okay. And you have a brand that you prefer. Or well, a I, I mean, Spanx works. Walford is great. Those are probably my two favorite for tights that come up high. Hue tights, sometimes you can find them high, sometimes you can't. They're nice tight, they're not an expensive tight, but again, be careful of the waistline. 
Do you know that many, many years ago, I repped Hugh Hosiery? Wow. No. Eh. In ancient times. Ancient. Well, they're still around, Katie. Yeah. So dress lengths, back to dress lengths. So if you're going to wear tights, you can wear it from two inches above your knee, good length, right below your kneecap. Otherwise, you want to keep it below your calf. But wearing any dress right at your calf is not flattering for anybody. Okay, I w- I'm understanding that. What about the shape of the dress? Does that determine the length that you should wear it? If it's a a line, does it is it a better at a certain length or if it's a line for everyday dress, I would tell you to keep it right above your knee. Okay. It's more flattering. Okay. What about something that is belted and then Well, then it would be a line. That's a line. Okay. So what's Straight up and down? Straight up and down. You can wear that at any length you want. Okay. Depending on your height and depending on your body style, a straight up and down dress with a belt is lovely. A lot of women don't want to wear belts. That's fine. But if you are a belt person, you know, that's a really nice look. And then you could throw a cardigan over it or a jacket over it or wear it by itself or throw a scarf around your neck put on your winter coat, put on a pair of boots. So let's talk now boots. I was going to say, let's talk belts because honest to God, I used to love to wear belts. I think that changes based on what my waistline is looking at, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, which I think most people do. But I think it's really hard to find an attractive belt. It's horrible. It's really hard. It's very hard. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Can you design and get Jennifer to make... She makes belts. Okay. Jennifer makes belts. Mm-hmm. She's she's one of the people that has good belts. Mm-hmm. I will tell people to buy a good... If you find a belt or you're going to look for a belt, buy a very good quality belt for yourself because you'll have it forever. Mm-hmm. The cheaper belts are not cut right. They roll over. The buckles like tarnish. That's one part of your body. Does anyone have t-shirts that have holes right by the belt, but right where you buckle your jeans, right? Yeah. Because it gets hit all day long. Mm-hmm. The same is with a belt. So I tell people, or when I find a good belt, I like text, you know, 15 to 20 clients. I found this belt, buy it, you know, because they're really hard to find. Yeah. Put me on that list, will you? A good belt is really important. And just buy one to start Mm -hmm. or buy a thin belt and then a wider belt. Done. You don't have to buy five belts. Just buy two. Our belts coming back. I'm still seeing a lot of styles with, with pants, dress pants, jeans. Belts Um, are always in style. Okay. Just depending on what you're wearing. There's some women I have that will always wear a belt. They just feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. They're most of these women wear pants. They like to have their shirt tucked in. They always put a belt on. All right. Now let's go back to shoes. So let's talk fall and winter. Let's talk boots. If you're wearing a dress at all of the lengths I just talked about, you can wear a booty shoe. Where where does that fall on your leg? It falls 
about two inches above your ankle bone. You can always wear that style with a dress. And you say, okay, well, my legs are going to be cold. What color tight? Okay, there's only really three color tights I recommend. So be careful about that when you're going to do this look. Black, a very dark navy, or a very dark brown. A cream tight might look pretty with an all cream dress and a cream boot, but don't wear a cream tight with a dark shoe because all that's going to do is break you up <laughs> and it's, it's not going to look proportional. Yeah. I can't envision that. Well, looking good. There's people that, you know, have asked me. So okay. I'm just saying that you take the color that the bottom of the dress or the skirt and that's how you do the tight. So if you're wearing dark brown skirt and you're going to wear a black shoe, wear black tight. Okay. If you're going to wear a navy dress, but you're going to wear a brown shoe, wear a very dark brown tight. Don't wear black tights with a navy dress. Well, no, especially with a brown shoe. Right. Okay. But... It sounds obvious to some, but it's not obvious to all. And people don't wear certain dresses in their closet in the winter because they don't know how to stay warm and what they're going to wear on the bottom. So the clothes sit in their closet. Right. Yeah. You know what? And this is something else going back to how to lay your clothes out or how to lay your closet spaces out. I have a clear plastic bin that's labeled tights and it's up on the, the highest shelf in my closet because then when it's time, I will pull that down and put that in a space that's closer, right? When it's winter. But when you can see the things and you can look up and go, Oh, geez, there's no tights in there. Must, I must've gotten rid of everything because it either didn't fit or it was snagged or whatever to be able to have those on your buy list every once in a while, like, you know, you're coming into winter, winter, maybe early October, make sure, put a note in your phone, make sure that I have everything that I need for my winter dresses, my, my tights. Yeah. Make sure that my coats have been sent to dry cleaning. So I'm starting the season fresh, fresh. That's another thing I was going to talk about is pulling that winter coat out and it's stained all the way down the front and it's freezing day, so now you have to wear it. And I, I do always tell my clients in the spring and summer is now take it to the cleaner so that you have it ready. Right. And also your wool coats or, you know, lint off all the dog hair and the cat hair and right. stuff. Right. And if you're doing that in the spring, keep them in the plastic bags, then you know they're done. Exactly. Exactly. These are all just efficiencies. So the coat is a big one. And a lot of, like, I just had a call yesterday from a client who lives in California. And she's like, I need a coat. I'm going to New Orleans and it's going to be 45 degrees and I don't have a coat. So she's shopping and now she FaceTimes me. And she's looking at coats that are like for 30 below zero. And she's living in California. And I'm like, no, don't buy that. You're going on one trip or maybe two, 
let's get you a nice lightweight wool coat that you can have if it gets cool in California, and then you can take with you on all these trips. It didn't even dawn on her because she saw this cute coat in the store that she was willing to spend a lot of money for. And I'm like, you don't need that. That You're, you're going to wear it once. So again, efficiencies. Efficiencies. Okay. Now I want to touch on, I want to touch on pants and particularly jeans because talking about efficiencies and talking about that cute thing you're going to spend money on, I really want to dial into jeans because it is admittedly to most people, their worst thing to try to buy. It's up there with a bathing suit. It's up there with a bathing suit. So anything goes still in jeans, although I'm not seeing ripped jeans, not no, seeing that still, as much. they're still, it depends what part of the country and world okay. you're in. Okay. They're still there. Okay. Anything's a go on jeans, I'm going to say, from dark denim to light denim. Generally in cold climates, the very light denim, you're, I wouldn't recommend you wearing in the winter. Keep it closer to the darker denim. The wide leg jeans are in style right now. I don't think they're going to be around for a, a long time. If you're looking to buy a really good quality jean that you're going to have for five years, either do it boot cut or slim leg rather than the very wide leg because those will stay in style. And if you have a slim leg jean that you love, but you're afraid to wear it because you don't think it's in style anymore, then take it to an alterations person and have them shorten it to right above your ankle. Now it's a crop jean and then put a booty on. Okay. And it will be a brand new pair of jeans. Ah. Freshen up what you have. So I uh, also tell people to spend money on their jeans. Yeah. How many, how many pairs of jeans do you think a person needs in their wardrobe? It depends what they do for a living. If they're wearing jeans every day or not. Mm-hmm. Or if they're a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I would tell you that I think a woman should have one dressy dark denim pair of jeans that she loves so she can dress anything up. I think she should have a cropped pair of jeans and I think she should have one basic pair of jeans. That would be minimal. All right. And what kind of investment, truly, if a person's going to look for a jean? For example, Madewell makes really good jeans if they'll fit you and their jeans are around $120. I think that's minimal for something you're going to have for a long time. A lot of people don't think you can wash your jeans. You can wash your jeans unless you're buying a raw denim pair of jeans, but raw denim jeans are not comfortable. They're expensive and they're cool and they're very trendy and you're not supposed to wash them, but they're not as comfortable. They're not soft. So that's up to you. I've sold jeans up to $700, right? But... I think the average good quality jean, let's, you know, Légence, AG, Frame, Veronica Beard, all of these jeans range from 185 to 275 is kind of the average. Okay. So let's break this down because you think if you, if you do it right, you should have a jean from, let's just say three to five years. Barring that you're going to have wear it some, all the time, yeah. wear it all the time, or you're going to significantly change sizes, right? Right. So you look at the average woman and what, how many pairs of jeans they have hanging or folded in their closet that are not being worn because they don't fit them. Because they don't fit them. So what's the average? Is it? Do you walk in? Is it ten pairs? 
That's about right. So 10 pair of jeans. And what do you think? So if somebody's saying, oh, I found this on the sale rack or I did that, or so I'm just, you know, me and math, let's just say they spent 70 bucks on though each of the jeans they averaged out, right? Maybe spent a little more. So they've got $700 invested in jeans that they're not wearing that aren't fitting. Yeah. So uh, they can get three pairs of jeans and for 250 that they're going to have a pretty darn good shot is going to be a really exceptional pair that they're going to wear more. Absolutely. You're right. Another jean that's really good is, um, is it All American? No, that's not the name of it. It will come to me. Um, it's another really good jean for a lot of people. But those are around two, two fifty. Mm-hmm. I found the cutest pair of jeans. I fell in love with them at Express. They fit me perfectly. They were wonderful. And I wore them for a day and they bagged out in the knees so badly that I'll never wear them again. Well, that's not an expensive jean. It's not an expensive jean. But I mean, you also, can wash them and dry them and then they won't bag out anymore, but they'll oh bag yeah, out no, once you wear them again. Out once you wear them again, they bag out. So to me, I don't like that look, so I'll never wear those again. So I basically... <laughs> I'll be donating. So I, for me, I like a jean that's got a little bit of lycra or something in it. Spandex. Spandex. So that I don't have that problem. Yes. And a lot of the good jeans have it. When I'm doing someone's closet, here are the things that I find with tags on them that have never been worn. The three top. Jeans, shell blouses, you know, shells to wear under jackets or whatever, always have tags on them. And dresses that they found somewhere that they thought was really cute and they've never worn it because a, they don't know, don't have the shoe. They don't know how to wear it. They never talked about the length. They didn't go get it altered. Those are the three. And I always tell people that if you are shopping and you need a retail therapy day, or you see a big sale and you go and buy something fast, you're probably never going to wear it. So really think about it. I had another client last week, right before Black Friday. And she said to me, oh, Lisa, it's Black Friday. What can I buy? <laughs> because I just did her closet. And I said, essentials. They're always on sale. You can't go wrong. You can buy bras, underwear, camisoles, tights, nylons. Those are the things that you should buy in Black Friday. We came up with a plan of what she needed. And, you know, I'm going to look for her for that. And, of course, I'll try to find it on sale this time of year. But that's what happens. People are, oh, my God, that's on sale. I think I need to buy it, right? And then they get busy, and then they forget to return it, and they've spent this money, and it sits in their closet. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of things I try to avoid. And I think, too, if you can get organized enough to have an area that things hang when you buy them that you can see if you're not wearing them. Yeah. So that you can get rid of them or get them out of there. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Such good information. And there's colored jeans. I didn't get into oh, yeah. colored, colored jeans. jeans. So anyone that will be willing to wear white jeans, I think everyone needs to pair one white jeans when it's hot in summer. Don't wear white jeans, even though it's really hot in the Southern. I always tell people in Florida and all the hot weather places. Don't put white jeans on in January. They're going to know you're on vacation. People that live in those communities don't wear white jeans. 
rule of thumb. And, and then there's colored jeans, burgundy, navy, black. So if you wanted to add one of those, then I'd say four, minimal. Do you have some good lightweight sweaters that can go kind of that in-between piece? You don't want to wear a blouse, but you don't want to wear a real heavy sweater. Something that would just be a perfect accent to a nice pair of jeans, maybe a jacket. Yeah. I mean, places to go to find those. Yeah. Do you have some brands? Well, I recommend, I recommend cashmere sweaters. They fall into that category. Again, you can find very inexpensive, what they say is cashmere, and then very expensive cashmere. And then there's the middle road, right? There is quite a few lines that do great cashmere sweaters. One of them in particular is Bloomingdale's does a cashmere line called, I think, C Cashmere. And they have multiple different styles. They fit great. They're like, they come in short sleeve, long sleeve, crew neck, V-neck, turtleneck. I actually have one on right now. And they're great. And they have colors. So if you want a shell and it's soft and it's easy, I highly recommend those. But there's multiple companies that make that. And I tell people, if you want to look for something like that, I would do it in August and September. That's when that stuff comes in. Nothing new comes in clothing-wise, November, December, through mid-January. Makes sense. You're not going to find anything new. The only thing you're going to find new in a store is a return. Makes sense. Last thoughts as we're going into the... Well, we didn't talk about shapewear and underwear, Katie, <gasps> and I can't not do this again. We can't. We have to talk so, about bras because we haven't talked boobs for a while. We haven't talked boobs for a while, but I just want to make sure, and I need to give just a little, little speech, but again, it is so important. And I haven't really changed who I like for my people to come in, I mean, for my people to buy this stuff, but I want to just say it one more time. I, okay. You have the floor <laughs> or the microphone. Everybody needs to go get a proper bra fitting. Wherever you are in the world or in the community, find a place that you know does a good bra fitting. I don't say you have to go buy bras from them, but then try the clothes on, look at yourself in the mirror and make sure you like it. After that, there is two online bra companies that I still love. One is Third Love, one is Honey Love. They make great bras, highly recommend them. The Third Love does a half cup. So people that are always in between can try the half cup. The t-shirt bra is a great bra for someone that is small chested. It works really well. Shapewear, camisoles is part of that. Hanro makes a beautiful lightweight camisole that you can wear under all of your clothes. And I tell people that they wear that under their clothes and wash that so they're not dry cleaning and washing their sweaters and shirts all the time. But as so a camisole, does it then protect There are some underwear? that come up. There's ones that even are like t-shirts. All right. I don't know if Hanro makes those, but Hanro... There the, are brands out there. Um, well, so Skims... Mm -hmm is another good one. Spanx, fabulous for that underpiece. Right. Honey Love also makes some really nice ones now. 
that will protect your sweaters. Yeah. 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 So again, those are companies that I highly recommend that you can buy online. They sometimes have specials for shipping and all of that. And then underwear. Underwear. And, you know, if you're going to wear a thong, again, my favorite is on Gossamer. But Honey Love makes great underwear. Skims makes great underwear. Third Love is now making underwear. It's all great. Just make sure that you really think about your lines, your panty lines. Let's not forget Urban Undercover. Well, I was going to talk about that separately because Urban Undercover makes a panty for that time of the month, like we talked about when we had her on our podcast, or if we just have little little sprinkles throughout the day after we've all had children, great underwear. Mm-hmm. It's a great pair of underwear. Great for travel. Great for travel. So Urban Undercover, and then there's another line in that category. It doesn't fold in and become really small like Urban Undercover does for travel, but it's a line called NYX. K-N-I-X. Very good. Recommend those two. Very good. So we should be able to see quite a bit of clean out going on as we say goodbye to 2023 and we make room for 2024, right? Yes, Katie. People, we want you to take time to just look at what you've got and assess and proceed accordingly. Proceed accordingly. And hopefully all these little tips and tricks that you and I both gave today can help somebody in just a very small way feel good about themselves or their home. Yeah. If it's important enough that we're talking about it multiple times, you are not alone. Exactly. <laughs> you are not alone. Exactly. And and we want you to be the best version of yourself. Now, normally we would do a nonprofit What we want to say as we're coming to year end is that there are so many incredible nonprofits that we have covered in our coming up on four years, our three and a half years of doing this podcast. So if you do nothing else, take some time to go to our website and peruse through some of the great nonprofits that we have highlighted over the years. And I'm sure it's that time of giving. I'm sure you have your own. So we appreciate you and your giving generously to whatever cause that you find important to your heart. Most importantly, we're here to help you be the best version of yourself. And we thank you so much for coming along as we enjoy the ride. We hope you do too. Until next time. (music) 